No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. to raise a child inside of a kaiju which kaiju would you choose <laughs> raise a child till what age i mean till they move out so like 18 okay. 16 if they like really want to get away from you um is it my child you can adopt sorry one more question do i like this child knowing you probably not mm. okay cool let me think yeah i mean I guess I'm forced to raise any, forced to raise a kid. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, not in Gamera, because his insides are perfectly child-sized passages, and <laughs> which I was sort of thinking like the existence of child-sized passages in Gamera is like a point for the existence of God in some way. There's like a divine point that came came up with that. I thought that was pretty. I mean, cool. I think. I think Gamera himself is just a point for the existence of God. I mean, definitely, definitely. But I would not raise a child inside Gamera. Who are the kaiju? I'm going to go with King Kong. Whoa. Okay, that's a good one. I'm going with King Kong because, I don't know, it, it just seems like it'd be nice to be on like an island away from the city, away from the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. And I want to I raise my kid with like country values, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then occasionally they might get like a... A trip to New York City, but just a trip. Yeah, totally. A short trip. Yeah. And hopefully they're almost 18 at that point. Leave him in New York, is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying that he dies right after <laughs> New York, so it'd be That's like, true. I don't know how long it takes for the body of King Kong to rot, but uh, a quick Google break, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mothra, definitely. Mothra, I think, has the chillest existence. Mostly just, like, lays in one place. People bring you stuff. You know, I don't know. Mothra got the coziest life, I would say, Mm -hmm. of all the kaiju. I just can't imagine a more serene existence uh, inside a kaiju than, than Mothra. You know, like... That Mothra is one of the few kaijus that gets like ma- uh, matte paintings as set pieces. Like all the other kaijus are up to shit all the time, but not Mothra. I yeah, think that's cool. She's my queen. That's a good answer. How about you, Charlie? Um, Space Godzilla, because <laughs> I'm gonna name my kid Space Charlie, so it's pretty fitting and uh i'm gonna force my kid fitting. to be an astronaut so it makes so he uh, they get some uh some early experience traveling space so i think that would be helpful for that that's why you want musk on the podcast so bad oh yeah so i can put Hell him inside yeah. space godzilla and get him out of here <laughs> space charlie is a great name for your child i hope you follow through on that do you remember what you used to want to name your kid uh, Merlin Wizardmaster 
What do you mean used to? <laughs> oh, I thought it was just wizard. I didn't know that's a, I didn't know you had a whole thing no. going. <laughs> when I was a little kid, uh, and I watched that thing you do, the uh, and you, yeah, every time they thing every time they play that song, it's a bop. But that when I watched all I it, the movie. Uh, the main character's name is Guy, and I blew my mind that you could just <laughs> name someone Guy, and and I'm like, that's what I'm naming my son. I can't imagine a cooler name than that's Guy. A... Hell yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great duo in a movie, Guy and Space Charlie, <laughs> up to no good. All right, we got, a, we got like 25% of a script going right here. Yeah, no, this thing writes its fucking self. Welcome to No Gods, No Monsters. We're the anti-capitalist kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one is coming to save us. I'm Rabbit. I'm Cool Rabbit. <laughs> and I'm Barda. I'm Charlie. I'm Barda. And Rabbit's mad at me now. Okay. Oh, uh, and today we're talking about 1970s Gamera versus Jiger. Wait. Let me go with Jiger. Yeah. Did Bart, did you introduce yourself? I did, like twice. Did, Oh, my bad. Yeah, twice. You were talking over him both times. I figured I'd just cut your voice. No, it's cool. I'm into it. <laughs> it was good. It's perfect. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the movie we're talking about. Charlie, you know what this movie's about. We don't. Will you tell us? Yeah. Everybody's favorite expo, Expo 70, has come to Osaka, and everyone is losing their shit. Unfortunately, they forgot to put up a No Kaiju Allowed sign like they had done at the previous year's expo, and this turns out to have drastic consequences on the community. See, one of the big attractions of the fair is a giant statue taken from Wester Island. Well, as generally goes with statues connected to the lost ancient continent Amu, when wind hits the blood sacrifice pipe built into the statue, it emits a high-pitched noise that keeps a monster named Jiger underground. You see, Jiger emits the opposite type of sound wave, so obviously he's weakened, just as a tropical person is weakened, made docile, and kept <laughs> on the ground when encountering cold weather. So, Mama Jiger is awakened, and she ain't too pleased about that, so she rampages and destroys Osaka, but more importantly, she might destroy the expo. In comes the biggest Expo 70 fan of them all, the giant fire-breathing flying turtle, the friend of all non-Jiger children, Gamera. Y'all remember him? The battles are intense, and Jiger gets the upper hand as she implants her baby inside a camera. If I were around, I'd be calling social services, because inside a turtle is certainly no place to raise a child. And yes, I am speaking from experience, being that I've attempted to raise some of my children inside a turtle. Seeing that the adults weren't able to... Seeing that the adults weren't going to step in to save the baby Jiger from such a bad environment, kids Hiroshi and Tommy step up and enter a camera inside a mini submarine to save the baby. <laughs> Unfortunately, they accidentally kill it in the process, but they jointly agree that it's for the better. Gamera, no longer <laughs> a daycare, gets up and kicks Jiger's monster ass, finishing her by stabbing the statue into her skull. Everyone cheers. Murder has rarely ever been this cool. And more importantly, everyone's favorite world's, world's fair of the year has been saved. The end. <laughs> it's Gamera versus Monster X, baby! Uh, that was really good. Is that what it's called in Japan? That's what it's called in America. That oh. so it's, it's true title, baby. Woo. Hell yeah, fuck yeah! Hand over yeah. your heart real quick. Remember after nine eleven when all the <laughs> Japanese products were labeled X? No. Yeah. Okay. Totally. 
It was like uh, freedom fries and X X for dinner. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) X Playstations. Uh, Oh, yeah. X Playstations, Mega Man X. Oh, fuck, man. They really retconned all that shit. I never thought of this. Is this our first, like, for sure? Well, I guess it's not for sure a woman kaiju, but... The first implied, even non-dude kaiju. Um, I read Jiger oh. as male. So did um, I. I did too, but then uh, I watched it and with is Gamera the female. <laughs> what in this? What did they bone? Did I not think about it? Did they, they bone and Gamera's pregnant? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Hold on, I need to Google, watch this whole movie again real quick. In the intro to this movie, uh, um, you know, there probably is uh, something you could Google that will show you some. (laughs) Camera impregnated. uh, uh, Yeah, some deleted scenes. (laughs) Oh, no. And we're back. (laughs) Um, On the Blu-ray of this, there's an introduction by August Ragone, and he says that this is one of the first uh, female, explicitly female kaiju. Um, uh, who died and made him gender reveal party? Uh, Manila. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> got it. who? Uh, who is that? You've said his name before. And I can't August remember. Ragone. He does intros on all the ones on the set. He That's also right. like I think he does some commentaries and uh, he writes some stuff. Uh, I don't really know what his credentials are. I think he's written a kaiju book. Uh, I started to watch the commentary by some other dude, but it was very not good. It was mostly mm. just the guy saying exactly what was happening on screen. Including oh, no. just That's terrible. Of the dialogue. I love that. <laughs> it's very bad. I got 15, 20 minutes in. I was like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Like... Man, could we make money doing commentaries just like that? We don't know shit about the movie, and we're like, and there's like the kids just walking now, and like, <laughs> right. just yeah, <laughs> looks like they're getting in some kind of submersible. Okay, just watch a movie with like the most annoying guy you know. i'm just saying we have the recording equipment equipment we're fairly annoying we could maybe make some money yeah that's true was this on a this was on a blu-ray i'm presuming right yes i have the we should farm ourselves off set (laughs) hell yeah well i liked your read of the movie charlie that they were trying to rescue the child damn that's a nice looking this is one of the booklets that come over that. There's also a book that's like a bunch of comics, the Gamera comics. Oh, cool. Wow. Cool. Any hot stuff? Oh. oh you, if you were here with this book, you wouldn't need to take a Google break. You would need to take a, that's what I like to a hear. book break. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you all think of this movie? <laughs> uh, it was kind of sick. I kind of liked it. I- I agree. I like this. Hell yeah. I like this a lot. I <laughs> This movie rules. This might be like my th- third favorite one we've seen so far. Maybe even maybe even second. Of like this whole podcast? <laughs> no. no oh, all the camera movies we've covered so far. Okay. I thought this movie was fucking awesome. And like I've said on like every one of these is I was expecting it to be 
it has a bad reputation. Even among the Showa Gamera movies, it's considered one of the lesser ones, but I thought it was it was fucking wild. It was cool. It was <laughs> It was so everything. weird. <laughs> there yeah, was, was no weird. reused footage except the intro. <laughs> yeah. Surprise after surprise. Yeah, this movie was fucking, like, especially compared to my expectations, fucking he, awesome. He had all like, four jets again. He was yeah. doing his little yeah, spin and... Oh. Totally. Wait, what'd you say? He got a bigger propane budget. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool as hell. Uh, I had... I was definitely like, these are gonna get worse as they go. Mm-hmm. And this was so much better than Viras, And this was even better than Giron, although... There's not no fight is as good as Giron, but this movie was fucking awesome, and I was like, fine the whole time. That's how low my bar is. Like I wasn't like Jesus Christ, like ever almost, um, <laughs> which is pretty high marks. Yeah, I, don't know. I I I just like things just kept happening where I was just like, whoa, that's what's what's where they cutting at next. You know, like. You know, I did not love trigger trigger warning for animal violence. I did not love that video of them fucking slicing into that elephant's leg or whatever, and the mech- oh, it was like, a trunk. Yeah. Trunk it wasn't a leg it was or the trunk. trunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and the, 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 it made me viscerally uncomfortable. But I was also like, "Damn, I am feeling something." Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. Is that scene was cool. crazy. <laughs> First of all, when he was like, I want to show you people a film clip, I thought they were just going to start doing gamma clips. Previous <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the simplest concept ever. You do need to spend, you didn't need to show a video. You didn't, you barely even need to explain it. Like <laughs> everybody can the grasp this not very help. easily. <laughs> if anything, the video set me on a totally yeah, different it was track. Not relevant <laughs> at all. <laughs> it puts a larva inside it you know kind of like how you explode an elephant's truck and just thousands of parasites come out like com- yeah. completely not what they they set us up for at all i thought yeah. there were gonna be tons of little guys running around gamma's body but yeah I, <laughs> when there was one i thought they're gonna be like two or three following it or something and then yeah yeah Man, that was the worst sex ed class ever, that little video. <laughs> well, you're just lucky you didn't have your sex ed in Missouri because uh... <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's cool that they're taking like um, a very like Ridley Scott alien approach to the idea of like childbirth in some way, which. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, that's really all that happened there. Yeah, it's just child. I also like how totally. Apparently, Jiger just like always has a child ready to go because later she's sticking the 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 spike out of her tail again and trying to impale Gamera again. You know, okay, maybe we'll get back to this. I don't think we will, but there there is when that happened the second time and he like pulled it off, the little spike like. Ran away, right? There's what? a shot of it like wiggling I, on the ground and like going away. Did you guys? I see don't that? remember that, but I hope you're right because that's. Crazy. I, I saw that. Right I believe and I'm it. like, that's gonna come back to fuck with him. Why else would that happen? And uh, and it just never Chekhov's, impregnation needle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, they did not fire the gun. Very, Damn. I don't know. Maybe I'm full of it, but I swear I saw that. I was very excited to ask y'all what I, what the fuck happened there. But I really, really hope you're right. I hope I am I mean, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's far more likely that we didn't notice it wiggle than that your brain made it wiggle for no oh. reason. So I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, also, only one um, of those really bad back projections, I think. I think there was just one. Yeah. And, and I saw it. I'm like, ah, well, the wall's still here. Um, and, but totally. then it never came back. And what? Yeah. I mean, they have to have one, right? They're keeping everything around. They have the the main kid is the Japanese kid and then they have his American sidekick. Like, they're keeping all the, the normal stuff. But, so you gotta have at least one yeah. wall projection. I mean, they had more, they must have had other projections, but they didn't look like that. What was... For sure. What was the wall projection? I'm trying to remember. Um, I, remember I think it, it was when Gamera um, was we first saw him like on the beach with where they were taking the statue from mm. like they were standing in front yeah. of him the people yeah. okay something like that, that. sounds right uh, uh-huh. but yeah and then everything else looked fucking awesome yeah my my only thing is like i i didn't like of all the ones we've had so far i think jagger was one of my least favorite designs we'll talk about that more but Oh, well, you haven't seen most of them, um, but... Or was <laughs> but, that thumbs uh, down? I, was that thumbs down to Rabbit or to Jiger's design? I like Jiger's design. I thought it was very cool. I don't dislike it. I just feel like some of the other ones were more creative. Um, and they all kind of had a same... Like, his powers are more creative, but they all had this kind of look with this certain kind of eye and stuff and mm. this breaks from that and i was a little just like sad i missed it that's all yeah the eyes uh in particular um the gamera uh monsters are are known for their kind of like eye expression this one didn't seem to have as much kind of expression and this one i was like oh they made it so it couldn't blink wow for like a, an hour mm. and then it finally started blinking at the end of the movie like it had the ability they just forgot to use it but it still didn't have that kind of interesting cartoony one that like connected most of them um, like Giron and Gaios and uh, Viras all have the like exact same eyes uh, yeah in terms of design I kind of agree with you um, somewhat I mean just that yeah, there is kind of seems the a bit more maybe generic and uncreative as some of the other ones, but uh, I think um, their powers are all pretty cool. Uh, Definitely the spikes and everything, but yeah, I, I I can get behind what you said. Well, should we uh, should we start off start off with some awards, folks? Yeah, I like Ooh, this baby. We're doing it weird. Yes, dumb cop of the week. What y'all got? Uh, there's this scene I really laughed at when we watched it where um, this cop yells into his megaphone like, everybody, please calm down. And the, and the <laughs> camera pans around and it's this room full of like quiet, huddled together people who look freaked out, but otherwise are like incredibly <laughs> calm. And this guy with the megaphone just screaming at them. And 
<laughs> I feel like if it was done in a slightly tonally different way, it would be a bit. But it wasn't a bit. It was just like, yeah. But he is dumb. That was also my cop. Uh, like, yeah, they're literally to it. Like, you see him first and he's out of megaphone. So you picture, you know, like one of those everybody's losing their shit stampeding scenes. <laughs> and then it shows it. And it's literally people silently cowering. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know the guy's name or what he was, but uh, in the the let's fight Jagger headquarters. Um, the guy, <laughs> he was like one of the dudes in charge and he was just constantly like shitting on the kids and, uh, uh, just naysaying like everything they had to say. And when they're like, Oh, we should go try to revive gamma. He's like, we don't have the time for that. Um, just an all around, uh, asshole using his position of, uh, uh, he was obviously one of the main dudes in power and he was just like refusing to listen to any outside ideas, even though he himself had no ideas and neither did anyone but the kids and just constantly negative towards them. Very cop-like. A real butthead. Totally. Yeah. That kind of reminded me of the, uh, I think it was Virus, the guy, one of the guys in the Virus HQ too, when they're like negotiating for the kids and he's just being an idiot. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Uh, what about Praxis Award? I have a feeling some of us might have the same one again. Oh. What do y'all got? Then you go first, if you think that. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I have the the man from Wester Island who's just screaming at the mm-hmm. expo, who seems like the only sane person in this entire con- convention or <laughs> yes. whatever. That wasn't mine, but I, I felt like someone would snag that. um the uh dad i would say dad he is like as close as close to like a child liberation character i mean in a kind of bad example of just like letting your kids go do whatever dangerous shit they want (laughs) to but ultimately like He's the guy who listens to everyone and or listens to them the whole time. And you mean Hiroshi's yeah. dad, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Who's he's yeah, awesome? Who's yeah. just yeah. named Dad? That's all he's credited as. They call him something in the oh, movie, Mister really? um, Something. Uh, hmm. I wrote it in shitty handwriting in the dark, so that's why I rewrote it as Hiroshi's dad because I didn't want to get oh. it wrong on the outline. But he's great. Yeah. yeah, he was uh my choice too. Just a uh, great dad praxis. Gotta appreciate that. Um yeah, and he's just he's just a good dad. He's just constantly supportive of his son and everyone else is being like even his older sister is being like, Ah, oh, fuck Gamera, Gamera sucks and he's like, You should you know what? You believe in Gamera and you're right. I'm 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 gonna believe with you and just very supportive all around. And uh rock and roll. You go, Dad. Totally. Mm-hmm. I love Wholesome Praxis Awards. Mm-hmm. Good pick. I gotta say, it, his mustache is a little unfortunate. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's just a bummer that... Uh, he has, like, a little Hitler mustache. And I just think it's not fair that fascists just get to, like, wipe looks that look really great on people off the map, you know? Mm-hmm. 
sometimes have the best haircuts. That mustache looks good on this particular dad, yeah. and it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. What Chaplin did to that mustache, well, I will never forgive. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I'll start with uh, favorite shots, if that's cool. Uh. My favorite shot was Gamera walking through the city with the camera Dude. tracking him and like the sad music. Dude. That was so legit for a Gamera. It felt like a mile above what I'm used to. That shot was a minute and 13 seconds long. Oh my God, right? Hell yes. <laughs> it's a good shot. It's fucking rules. And I love how he's just like, just he's just walking to the beach to like, try to save himself but he's just like fucking fuck this building here and just <laughs> destroys a couple buildings along the way it rules i think it's my favorite shot in all of gamera yeah, like it was it's, so good it's, it's really great um was that yours too charlie i had a few i couldn't choose from but that was one of them uh another one is when the uh uh Jiger's Ray hits those soldiers and it turns them into a skeleton. That was awesome. I mean that that was so That, that was, was my great. backup. That one's so sick. Yeah. And so different too. I, I love than anything it. we've seen. Yeah. I wish yeah. they'd come back to the skeletons. I saw them and I'm like, hell yes, it's gonna be that <laughs> yeah, I kind know. of movie. I thought, and I thought maybe we'd totally. see something else like that, but no. Um and then also the uh when Gamera's head is all white and transparent and under the water and the submarine uh, goes into it. We actually get two shots like that because they do it twice. Um, but that was also a really cool shot. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I just got to say that skeleton shot kind of reminds me also in Virus of the shot where like you're sitting through the most boring scenes on the spaceship, but then suddenly all the dudes get beheaded in a line <laughs> and you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> like who just wanted that in this movie? It's great. It was just like that. It was like out of nowhere, like, whoa, this is sick. That's anyway, so funny. Horror elements in Gamera. Who would have thought? Hell yeah. Uh, Barto, what do you got? Uh, Mine was also the tracking shot. Um, Sick. But uh, the other one I was thinking of, less impressive than those two, but this is over the shoulder shot of the from the statue. Um, looking down at like the Jeeps driving up. And, oh, you mean like the, oh. the first shot of the statue? Um, yeah, oh, probably. Like, after the scene with the upset indigenous guy. Yeah, uh, and then it cuts there, and then, yeah. And it was just, like, a good sense of scale, and like, in a way that uh, you don't always get in kaiju movies, especially in, in this totally. era. And it felt like incorporating a set piece in that's not just going to be destroyed in a way that, like... Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see a lot. And it was, it was, yeah, less interesting than both of those other ones. Though. No, no, that's legit. That, no, that that's a shot that stood out to me, too. Uh, it wasn't one of my favorites, but yeah, it was definitely one I took note of. I also just want to shout out kind of early in the movie, like the first Gamera and Jagger fight when they're fighting and there's the volcano going off in the background. Awesome. Cool little touch. Mm-hmm. Fucking sick. Like, that's how I kind of knew this movie was going to be... Like, that's what makes the movies more full, you know? Like, you have these... Yeah. A lot of the Gamera ones can just feel like they were doing the least possible. And this one had all these nice touches all over it. Yeah. It was, like... It looked like... Like, old King Kong. Or, um... Like, 
the Lost World or whatever that that other yeah like um, yeah it looked prehistoric it looked I don't know it was it was awesome like hell yeah it looked like the almost like proto eighties Godzilla movies where there's just like there's kind of stuff going on all around totally hell yeah. Well, should we start talking a little more about Jiger herself? She looked like a Jim Henson character. Or like <laughs> that's what I kinda liked about her. I thought she looked <laughs> she was cool. Yeah. I can see that. Her proportions were very strange. Is that kinda what you mean or I don't know. She's just kinda like she looked I don't know. I don't know how to describe Hensonness. Yeah, totally. uh, She just looked like a Muppet, like a bad Muppet, you know, like a villainous Muppet. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was heartwarming, heartwarming at the same time. You know, not scary, but totally and moved really well. I thought it moved like a four legged animal, not like someone on its on their knees or like elbows and stuff. Yeah, they they actually mentioned that in the introduction, I think, that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, kaiju just looks like they're kind of dragging, like, their back feet along, or, or, um, but this legitimately tried to make it look like it was they're walking four legs. I will say I noticed Gamera looking like a dude in a suit with his legs more in this one than I have in the past, but... I didn't notice uh, Jiger not having that, but it, I guess it says something that it stood out with Gamera this time. Mm-hmm. It must have been way more natural with, with her. Well, for a, a Muppet-looking monster, she has some fucking wild powers. Like they, I love what these movies where you think you know all the powers, <laughs> yeah. and then there's like, you're not even halfway there. And then it flies. Like, yeah. when like, little jets just started shooting out of its shoulders <laughs> or whatever armpits yeah. i don't know yeah I, I was like yes we're this is a movie totally speaking of the flying i fucking loved how many shots there were where she was trying to catch something midair and would do a jump up and miss and fall down <laughs> like there were so many and it was just like the same kind of shot over and over and every time it was a delight. Yeah. Like I loved it. Especially the first one where it did it and then landed on top of buildings and just fucking destroyed them. That was well, so sick. Well that one was crazy because she came from the water. She just fucking slammed through a boat, slid in half, and then all of a sudden she just comes like flying out of the water. I didn't realize she was jumping because there was no like I didn't notice any kind of like takeoff of yeah. her like yeah, going off of a surface. It just looked like she was just started flying in the air. Um, so I was very confused when she missed the statue and just dropped to the earth. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I really love that destruction scene where she's in the city and just destroying shit. And some of it, you see her destroy it. Like, she lands on buildings. Mm-hmm. But some of it, she's literally just sitting there headbanging <laughs> while buildings are exploding. <laughs> it's so fucking sick. Like, There was that. this moment where she walked into a building. It's exploded around her. And I swear that suit was just on fire. Like, it was, <laughs> it was pretty remarkable to watch. I'm like, this movie is done. 
<laughs> this is a burned beast. I mean, we'll get to their fight later, but Gamera's lights are on fire too. Like, and you see the the mask catch fire for a second. Uh, pretty cool shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like arrow, it has arrows. It can fly. What else can it do? Oh yeah, it, it has can the put babies in people. Yeah, and um, yeah. the death ray. The, the the fucking death ray. I mean, super ultra I, beam. <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, should have been rainbow colored, but true. It, it was still a cool shade of orange. Um, I also it was kind of weird how when we first see it, she like shoots out four spikes, and then like the ray was like it within those four spikes, but that didn't always happen, did it? No. No, you're right. Yeah, the first time I thought that was connected to the spikes. And yeah, then, I think it's like the first on, two just... times the the four spikes sure. fire, and like it's like a circle with, within touching like the four those four points. Um, but then after that, she doesn't do that anymore. So, they're, but they're trying to like make us bend our minds. They're like, you think there's rules? There's no fucking rules. <laughs> Did but, yeah. she have telekinesis at one point? I swear yeah, something twice. she wanted just like came to yeah, her. Yeah, what? That happened once. Her first fight with Gamera, a rock goes into her hand and then she throws it at Gamera. And then later that happens with the statue. It just like goes to her hand. And then she threw the this statue is... like a javelin uh, into the I ocean. I feel like this is how people must have felt early on reading like Superman comics. It was like, whoa, he can fly and he's super strong. That's crazy. And it's like, wait a second. He's got laser vision. Like, oh, wait, and just keeps going. <laughs> it's like, I, at the end, I was like, did I imagine telekinesis? This is too yeah. many things. I know. Well, as far as I only noticed her do it twice, but she definitely did it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Very clever. None of it made sense, but, like, <laughs> it was so fun to just roll with. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I feel like uh, this is the first monster we've had in the Gamera universe that we don't know, like, what it's supposed to be based on. Like, Barugan's a lizard. Uh, we got Gaios the bat. Viros the squid. Um, what was the last one? Oh, yeah, Gear on the Knife. <laughs> 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 so I guess maybe not. <laughs> but I, I was just like, are you a lion bear? Are you like a hamster? I just, I saw it like, like some kind of dinosaur. Yeah, type thing. that was that was what okay. I thought too. But also not a dinosaur. Like, <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like Godzilla. Kind of like Godzilla. I like Godzilla. Uh, wait, you said not like Godzilla. I said kind of like oh, Godzilla. you said kind of like Godzilla. I said I like Godzilla. <laughs> oh, that's even better. That's what I should have said, I, obviously. I loved how, the, we how remind they're describing people her enough. weakness to the, um, to the noise that the, uh, like the transceiver makes. Um, and they're just like, it's opposite of her super sound wave. <laughs> just like if a tropical person goes <laughs> north, they're weakened. Or if... Uh, um eskimo goes and eskimo goes towards the equator they're weak and like those people are just uncomfortable they can handle it but they're just like oh i'm not used to this this is this is kind of uncomfortable like seems like an excuse for colonization they're like those of us that live not at the extreme high or low are able to go anywhere and so we can like 
<laughs> it's just fucking weird shit. Like, do people? That's just shit you could say. People are like, oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Just like like that. Like yeah, I knew that. It's fucking weird. They can't handle a range of temperatures like me. <laughs> you can get away with that in some films today, I imagine. Just like a world <laughs> where people watch that and be like, mm, yeah, oh, good point. Well, we should try that I, in that's... our script. Of, uh... <laughs> Space Charles, Space Charlie, and Guy. <laughs> this is also a movie series that starts right off the bat with Eskimos. Like the very first scene of the first That's camera true. is Eskimos. So they're kind of making some wild claims about like, I don't know. That's just weird to me. Why are you bringing up Eskimos again and then shit talking to them? They like are weakened by warmth. <laughs> they're like they don't know how to take off their parkas. They're fucked. <laughs> Uh, um what about uh larva jagger speaking of google breaks what the fuck was up with that power <laughs> the 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 com spitting oh yes. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um wait let me just google to make sure that's what it was real quick <laughs> no it was so like are you kidding me like i just I couldn't like I know we often exaggerate things because we're gross, but like Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. make us do some work. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably had the same thing flash through their heads. I don't think we're yes. unique. Was, yeah, no, totally. And it was just like, oh, this white stuff that's all sticky. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, Uh-oh. it just kind of like Super... splurts out all of a sudden. It's yeah, I know. Like... Not to mention they were deep in Gamera's throat. I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't have much to say about this little freak other than that. I don't know. I thought it's interesting how um, they've probably existed for less than 24 hours and they already pretty much, outside of size, perfectly resemble their adult form. Um, Yeah, was that the same suit, do you think? yeah, I would, I probably. <laughs> I I kept thinking about it, like it felt different, but it might have just been because it was standing next yeah. to kids. But it probably wasn't because they want it to be closer to the kids' size, and the kids wouldn't be gamma size. They didn't have a lot of money though, so I know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they just put it in the dryer too long. <laughs> Got it a little smaller. Oh, yeah. Do y'all have anything else on the... I mean, other than, like, what the hell? Uh, That was not... I was expecting, like, a worm thing. Yeah. I I was expecting many worms. (laughs) Yes. And I was not expecting it to be killed by a a radio attached to its head. Yeah. Lucky they had that. (laughs) Like, when the kids stole that off the wall, I was like, this radio is going to be extremely important. Like, because this movie is not the kind of movie that would set up a lot for us, and they set that up. Yeah. That's going to be huge. And luckily, uh, luckily, it got cummed on, so it stuck to uh, the, right. the to the Jagger's head. That's fucking good. Should always bring glue with you when you have a radio. You never mm-hmm. know. So, okay, we got Gamera... Same old Gamera. Looks just as good as always. Um, <laughs> sure. Wh- what do y'all think of Gamera in this movie? Um, <laughs> Charlie looks upset. <laughs> I just... I feel like you're kind of sliding Gamera. I don't like that. Uh, no! What? He looks great, dude! I... It, yeah, I mean, this was, this was like the same suit, right? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Looks, looks awesome. Looks great. 
Definitely, like you pointed out earlier, okay, maybe sometimes it looks like a guy in a suit, but any guy who will dress up in a turtle suit is my kind of guy. <laughs> totally. And the kind of guy I would have star in a movie with my son, Space Charlie. Uh, my favorite part with Gamera in this movie was when they're like, what happened to Gamera? And then he's on his back in front of the <laughs> volcano and he can't get his limbs in because there's the spears through yeah. him. That was amazing. I, which oh, very smart and awesome move by Jagger to put those spikes through all four of his limbs so he can't uh, retract into his body. Very, very smart move. Totally. I thought uh, later when he he plugged his ears with the he stabbed oh, yes. his ears with the two sticks, dude. Like I'm like that that fucking. That rules for you, man. I love that you love <laughs> protecting Dude. children this much. You are the best friend. That's so fucking awesome. Um, but the one thing he loves more than protecting children is protecting World's Fairs. So <laughs> That's true. I think it's more because of that. The, uh, the other thing that made me laugh was they said at one point, uh, Gamera weighs 80 tons. And no way that dude only weighs 80 tons. Yeah. I I don't know what 80 totally. tons looks like, but I know it looks like a lot less than Gamera. Yeah, that's like 16,000 pounds, right? 80 tons? Yeah. I, that's a lot, but I don't know. I don't know. He's so big. He's huge. He's so big. He's very heavy metal, like... Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, okay, so we we got to see the same old Gamera, same old suit, but we also got to see Gamera as we've never seen Gamera before from the inside. What did y'all think? Like, I know we had that spoiled before we watched it, but I was, I was not let down, personally. No. No, I've always wanted to experience Gamera's insides, and this was a great way to do it. <laughs> um... I did like how they mentioned uh, your three sex tapes when they were inside of them. Check, oh, read them off. Check out that weird hole. Dr. Matsua, there's a weird hole. And a hole? Be very careful. <laughs> that third one had really, really... We really jumped the shark with that third one. Yeah, the series really went in a different direction. <laughs> I did definitely did not think this would be the like most perverted episode yet, but here we are. It's that Barto influence. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking wild. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I I don't know what to say about the inside. We already pointed out that they're child sized. Uh, I um, guess I wish we got to see. I don't know why I was expecting like more of a magic school bus thing, yeah. but I still wasn't but, disappointed because I was like, how would they do that? I couldn't yeah. picture anything good. And this was I, fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought it looked really cool. And I, I know I brought up in the Gamera series before that, you know, sometimes a lot of the design looks like it's like a really cool, well done, like uh, kids art project. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, the, the same of the, the inside here kind of just looks like that just cool kind of unique the kids like kind of art design inside totally as far as their fight anything anything we missed about things you all enjoyed about their their battles yeah i wish i could uh, there's something i want to spoil from a later movie but i won't uh 
But when he puts those telephone poles in his ears, I just loved how the uh, the kids were still who were inside of a building, um, still screaming out directions to him like he could hear them. <laughs> yes, very funny, very stupid. <laughs> very stupid. <laughs> That's true. I also they like... couldn't hear you couldn't hear you before, but now he has telephone poles <laughs> in his ears. Like your chances have just gone down quite a bit. I also liked how the little sister. Uh, like the last thing she said when Gamera flew away was, uh, I hope your ears heal or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, because at first I saw it, I'm like, did he really jab his, like, maybe this is just like a weird way of saying he plugged them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I hope your ears heal. And, uh, well, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that. I definitely thought, oh, he just plugged him. Oh, no. That does, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I thought Imply. he fucking jammed those things in there, stabbed them right into his fucking school head. <laughs> Gamera will do anything for the children. Well, and so <laughs> and the I, expo. I'm thinking about I'm like, yeah. this is a children's movie. Like, none of. <laughs> yeah. No way. Well, well, then, uh, yeah, one of these things has always been they're kind of more violent than the Godzilla movies. And we see that what, uh, it wasn't too bloody, but you see the blood kind of yeah. form when he's stomping on Jiger's tail, which I really appreciated. And then uh, you see when he jams that fucking thing right into <laughs> Jiger's skull, there's some like blood yes. dripping all around the, the head area, which is uh, not as much blood as it probably should have been, but it was still, it, it was a bloody, bloody head. I mean, the first 90 seconds of this movie is all just clips from times... Uh, him or one of his enemies have bled. Like that's, <laughs> like that's what the first ninety <laughs> seconds of this movie was. This is true. Different age. Yeah, there, there wasn't as much blood in this one for sure, which is fine. But I do, I do always want more blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've definitely got me used to the squirting weird colored blood. But I yeah. do love that. You know, I don't know, the ending of this fight, it was kind of, like, strategic. It was like, what is he going to do to beat him? Oh, we have to make this sound, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, just stab him in the head with the statue. It's fine. (laughs) It didn't really matter. So awesome. It didn't matter at all. It's great. And again, he lights Jagger's face on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what more can he ask for? I don't know. God, this would be so cool. You know, I gotta be honest, I don't, I don't, I sort of zone out in the fights a lot in like every, every kaiju movie I watch, Mm -hmm. but like this one, I was, I was with it. I was feeling it. I was like, like, cause who knows what is going to happen? What other tricks does this dude have up his sleeve? (laughs) Apparently, uh, to get new fight ideas, the director like watched a lot of pro wrestling. Excellent. I mean, maybe not rest pro, but watch a lot of wrestling. That's a good call. And gymnastics in the last one. <laughs> it it did feel like there were fewer gags in this one. It was more... I don't know. There was... Even though there's all this random shit that kept happening, it felt like it was all exciting, so there was no, like, weird filler shit. Mm-hmm. Like, almost yeah. everything was either fun or served a purpose. Well, you know, yeah. um, including in the fight, which it was, was an... one of my downsides for this, because they had yeah. that guy who's the famous comedian again. Right. That's who plays dad. Didn't you say that? Oh. The, the guy who was the cop in the last movie was like a famous comedian. Was that the oh, same guy? The same guy. I think so. 
but they didn't give okay yeah, i know, know he's that, in know the last you say movie. that the kind of that tracks yeah um, but they didn't give him anything funny i mean he was a good actor like yeah. he's the best yeah. actor in the movie i think yeah but no his only humor is kind of just derived by the fact that i know one of his one of the jokes around him was when he heard uh when he's talking to Hiro- Hiroshi, is that the name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, about stealing the submarine. He's like, oh, why didn't you take me? Um, That's pretty much his funniest moment. Yeah. His- All of his moments were like being fine with the crazy shit his kid yeah. was yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah, that was like the vessel for comedy mm-hmm. in this movie pretty much like in general. Totally. But And he was good at it, but like I kept thinking about how much funnier he was as the cop. <laughs> and I true. wish I had gotten that energy from from his character again. Wow. Here's Barta <laughs> wishing more cop energy in the world. <laughs> I just did that. Wow. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Well, we were just talking about Hiroshi's dad. Um, so, like, yeah, what in general do you all think about the characters in this movie? Um, I really thought that the uh, Hiroshi's older sister sucked. Uh Who's Hiroshi's older? Oh, Hiroshi's older sister's the snitch. Was she? Oh yeah. She's like, don't, don't do shit. Like telling people shit. Yeah. And do she, I have that right? That's right. And she and when when they were like out watching Gamera fight, and then Gamera like lost, and they're like, oh no, Gamera's Gamera might be dead. She's she's like, you guys need to come in, and they're like, we're watching Gamera, and she's like, well, Gamera's dead, and you're gonna be dead too if you don't come in. <laughs> it's like. She, like, didn't give a shit at all. Like, she sucks. I mean, they were sort of in a disaster area, and these were three small children yeah. just sort of <laughs> right, but around. The, the, way, the way she said it wasn't like, I'm super concerned. She was just kind of like, you guys need to come in. It's like, it's like past your bedtime. She wasn't like, we need to go in right now. She's like, you need to come in. And then she's like, yeah, well, Gamera's dead. It was very, uh, very cold. It's, um, and she was like not acting a... like it was an emergency. She's just acting like it's past your bedtime. You need to get inside. I feel like there's a trend of like cold. Like, do y'all remember when they went inside Gamera and the walkie-talkie wasn't working? And they're like, "Haha, my mom thinks I'm dead." What? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 I don't know. It's just that kind of movie, I yeah. guess. It's like dark humor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, like, the script was good, like, it all kind of worked for me, and I understood what was going on the whole, most of the time. There were, like, little things where, like they said, remember when Tommy's dad told us that the statue was full of poison, and I'm like, no, remember when? he definitely didn't <laughs> tell us that, <laughs> uh, but... But I'm rocking with it. But, you know, like, otherwise, everything kind of made sense. And uh, all the characters were, like, like fine. The yeah. only person um, who was confusing to me was Tommy's dad. Because he felt yeah. like they were setting him up to be a villain. Yeah. And then he just wasn't. Totally. He, he wasn't punished for anything. Yeah, like, he was just like, "Oh, we'll just do a replica. It's fine." It's like, yeah. then why were you ruining their fucking <laughs> yeah. shit? He, he went and he stole the statue, and then well, and then as they're like airlifting it, he says like, 
destroy the destroy the work site. And I couldn't figure out why he did that or blow up the work site. And I couldn't figure out why he was doing it, but it felt nefarious. Like why else would he blow up the work site? It looks like he's be f- covering up a crime. To be fair about the ceiling of the statue, semi-fair, more indicative of the system is that West Island's government said, hey, take our statue. The only people, the only person protesting that we know of is that uh, the one cultural envoy or whatever, I forgot what they called him, um, which the guy, which Tommy's dad wasn't even part of that whole deal. So he wouldn't have known that. So yes, you can talk about how taking, uh, you know, these ancient uh, things from their statues from their place of origin where they've always been is bad but it's not like and like i said they everyone had given him the go ahead he hadn't heard as far as we know he hadn't heard any pushback um so once again i think what charlie's trying to say is that he's a straight white man so it's his right to blow up the work site to take the statue oh uh, wait, wait american man to, sorry to shoot at I'm just gamera a friend of all children no, I, I get what you're saying. I was just referencing an old episode. But yeah, oh, yeah, no, within the confines of the movie, it doesn't look like he's like an evil mastermind who's <laughs> taking this against people's will. Is that, That's what you're kind of saying, right? Yeah. It's just like, he just that, like it, holds himself like he is. we are going to uh, talk about that, we should talk more about, you know, this is a, it's it's, he's just a cog in this system where both the system of where he's from and the system of this island say, hey, go ahead and take this statue. The only people that are against that are the people that are unheard. Right. Right, right. And obviously we should all be, you know, everyone should try to be more um, aware of such things like that. But uh, I feel like millions of people, if they were in that position, they too wouldn't have seen it was a problem unless someone had pointed out to them specifically. I guess, but the strange thing is, the movie is on that wavelength too. Because even though the movie concedes that, like, the indigenous guy is correct about this statue, Mm -hmm. no one in the movie ever goes back to ask him what to do about it. Yeah, he just disappears. (laughs) There's just no... No one has the thought like, oh, maybe we should ask the people from that island what is going mm-hmm. on here. Um, and the movie doesn't point out that that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, yeah. like, no one pays for this at all. Like, we are all... It's, it's really messy. It's yeah. yeah. It's even kind of worse because it's not even just that they don't go back and ask. They're like, I guess we'll listen to these children instead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 i feel like that's, that's even a just point. a level worse <laughs> yeah i agree well, <laughs> and speaking of those children we have children again and charlie you usually find the children incredibly annoying last movie you said not so much i kind of want to know where they rank on the charlie annoying kid meter i didn't think tommy or hiroshi were annoying at all I did think uh, the little sister was pretty annoying, though. You motherfucker. I knew it was coming. <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> Susan was a godsend. Susan was awesome. She she looked like so, if was... Drew Barrymore played the little girl mouse in The Great Mouse Detective. Like a child Drew Barrymore. 
<laughs> so specific. We were all thinking it. <laughs> Just that outfit was That's so why I funny. Liked her. That outfit was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Her little no, beret. She just stuck out so much, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, just didn't. I don't know. Like the other two were kind of acting, and like she was just like, "I'm gonna say this line really intensely." Like I don't <laughs> I know. She spoke Japanese though. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure Tommy did. His name's Tommy. No one in the history of the world named Tommy has ever spoken That's Japanese. Uh, Tommy was so. Damn it. <laughs> you got me Tommy Lee Jones yeah. fuck uh, yeah it was funny though speaking of their outfits it was funny like Thomas doing adventuring in his little suit coat like mm-hmm. he even like yeah. he snuck out of the house got out of the submarine left the submarine and then went back to the submarine still in his suit coat like at any point he could have gotten more comfortable for adventuring and he said nope okay i couldn't figure out so far i've said that every american sidekick had a very american thing like one time it was a uh what was it it was a gun one time it was a lasso and i was like this kid doesn't have one it's the suit coat okay (laughs) i actually i wasn't sure were they american because the mom was definitely french and couldn't speak. They just had her speaking like English in a French accent. That was. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, she didn't. They uh. didn't even dub her in Japanese. <laughs> That's wild. They're like, we don't know what this lady says. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I I don't know. Uh, the... They weren't like constantly eating bread. <laughs> <laughs> so I doubt it. Um, sorry what'd you say did i cut you off i was just maybe maybe they're french that's what i by the end of the movie i was reading them as french that like in my head canon they were french really yeah like the father didn't come across as french no but the mom seems so but the mom was just so strongly french that everyone else must have been french (laughs) (laughs) Tommy and Susan, super French names. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're not French. <laughs> Who fucking knows, man? I mean, they're not anything. They're fake. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? They, they probably yeah. don't have that deep a backstory. My, in my yeah. head canon, they're French. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Space Charlie, he's French. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, I have to point out that that's part of a an intro that might not even be in a recorded episode. <laughs> It'd be more fun if you didn't point that out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, well, well, sorry. There's a couple character things. Um, Tommy's dad saying they have nimble. We should we should admire their nimble brains and their yes. initiative. <laughs> it, it, Nimble brains is a compliment. Is uh, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna try to use that as a backhanded compliment uh, someday. I don't know. I was I would take a nimble brain if you told someone they had a nimble mind. I feel like that'd be good. I don't know. Yeah, I had COVID for two weeks, and my mind is like twenty percent more nimble now. Wait, you had COVID? No, it's oh, just, just an, an example. example of how okay. one would use that as a, in a sentence. Okay. I, I get it, but I thought you were speaking from the heart. 
Um, no, you would know. Yeah. I would tell you. I, I, I'd be wearing a mask right now, Charlie. I wouldn't do this to you. That's a good point. <laughs> Thank you. You're so considerate. Um, uh, the, the one more character thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've come up with... I know I, I bring this up in a lot of these kaiju movies, but... Gamera exists in this world. They know everything. Everyone knows a lot of what's happened. Yet Hiroshi is the only one that knows that he's a good guy to the extent where Tommy and Susan just like depend on his word that Gamera is a good guy <laughs> and everybody else. But only kids know. It... But not even only kids know because, like I said, Tommy and Susan are just like, Hiroshi says Gamera is a good guy and a friend of children. Oh, you're right. And then they're like, you're wrong. You embarrass me. Gamera is actually bad. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so weird. I, yeah. It seems like the it's just this message being passed around Japanese children, like <laughs> like schoolyard to schoolyard. And uh yeah. and for some reason just the the parents like the parents involved in these situations, they're you know, like after the movie ends, they're like, Wow, I guess Gamera is a friend <laughs> of children. They just tell nobody. Yep. <laughs> totally. I was trying to think of a good analogy of, like, something that even though we all grew up separately, we all heard at a schoolyard. Besides cooties, I couldn't think of anything. Uh, I know like they're... The, the, uh, S. the cool S. Yeah. Oh. Totally. I, oh. I was going to say... Um, Marilyn Manson removing his ribs so he can suck his own dick. There yep. you go. Totally. I was thinking... We were, we were talking a little younger, but... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I was told that S is a friend to all children, and my parents had no idea. <laughs> Not a clue. Hmm. Um, the other guy I wanted to ask about, the other character I was curious about, the the older sister's boyfriend, who, like, oh, works yeah. for Expo 70 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Kaisuke what or something? What is his job? What do we think his job is? And why is an employee for Expo 70 intimately involved in sly, slaying Jigar? I, yeah, I, not only that, like, he seemed like he was going to be a main character in the first, like, 20 minutes. And then he's only kind of has a yeah. periphery role for the rest of it. Um, yeah, and maybe a tour guide? Like, Yeah, what is he? <laughs> because then they also have him... Right, he's the one that does the slideshow to convince the uh, uh, the indigenous guy oh, yeah. that, like, actually, it's okay. He's like, oh my okay, God. you're talking about a curse, but watch this slideshow and you'll understand why it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> yeah, what is his fucking... Like, who are they having... Like, he's in charge... He's in charge of, like, public relations for the upset <laughs> tribe, like, indigenous people, whatever, whoever it is. <laughs> And he's in, he's, he's the connection for the summary or like, what? why did he have the connection to the dad? There was something in the beginning. He's dating I don't remember. The, the sister of, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Or I wasn't okay. sure. She's interested in him at least. Yeah. I think there's just That's like, it. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Like a relationship starting because the, uh, Hiroshi is like, oh, he, isn't he always late on dates with you? But then the dad is also like implying that they're not actually dating. So right. I think it's just like there's a relationship starting between the two of them. 
the dad was like pointing out that she liked him and was like, yeah. "Haha, I knew it." Yeah, yeah, that was cute. And yeah, it was very cute. Dad is making submarines for Expo Seventy, so it's possible mm-hmm. that they okay. know children's each other submarines that. that can only go three feet deep. <laughs> it was such a funny <laughs> idea for a ride. <laughs> also, it sounds awesome. I don't know if you know this, Barto. This is the second Gamera movie where two children get in a child-sized submarine. <laughs> Not only I get in one, but uh, steal one without permission. Uh, yeah, so in, in Virus, the, the whole plot is that the Boy Scout troop is all going to go ride in the submarine. Yeah. But then the two kids steal it, and there's like 50 kids, and Charlie pointed out correctly, like, what was the plan here? Like, how were they going to... T- yeah, there's one submarine, and they're like 50 kids, and like, everybody's going to get a submarine, right? I swear the submarine was the same. Like, it must have just be on their lot. Like, right? Like, why else? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Like... <laughs> but new footage of it in the water. Yeah. Yeah, totally new footage. That's cool. God, I... Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. I, I can't stop thinking about Virus now. Like, the kids sabotage <laughs> the machine, the submarine, by making the controls go backwards, and the adults could not figure out that forwards and backwards were yeah. opposites, so they made the kids do it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a different movie. Oh, I mean, but God, that's the thing about this. Rules. This movie has all these kids where they just they just have innate wisdom about the situation that they're in. And oh they're, yeah, it's so cool. Always. Oh man. I mean, the kids join the government task force by the end. Like they're yeah. like, okay, you kids go here, and we'll, our military will go here. We got it. <laughs> well, and like, no, the it's even wilder than that. The kids make a deal. Like the the yeah, yeah. the government proposes a plan, and then the kids like let. Leave Gamera to us. <laughs> you take care of Jigar. And not only and I'm like, what the fuck? This eight-year-old just made a deal with the military and the military is yeah. like, great. Yeah, yeah, and and uh reviving Gamera is uh using a uh entire day's worth of Osaka's electricity, which by the way they did not warn Osaka citizens of this, so there's going to be a lot. Of, there's going to be people dying here. <laughs> Lots of people dying. Yeah. The hospitals, they're just going to have to make do. Yeah. Oh. Very, very well, silly. <laughs> I think that's a good transition into one of the themes that big surprise is a part of this movie, and that it's that children are better than adults in some ways, which. <laughs> we've heard a lot and i dig this as an idea it's just so worn down but i think they addressed it better in this one than usually um first of all by pointing out that their brains are nimble we never get enough of that uh but also i liked i liked the line it's easy to ignore children's simple ideas on the other hand adults don't have their unadulterated views which is like a good point you know like Mm -hmm. We get stuck yeah. in our views and won't look at outside things. That was kind of nice. Yeah, no, I mean, the guy who said that was, like, the main scientist. And the entire time, like, after the dad, he was, like, the most kind of understanding and willing to uh, look outside the box of all the adults. 
Uh, he was Which is saying a lot role. for a room full of people approving children to be <laughs> part of this whole <laughs> <laughs> pretty open-minded collection of folks. Yeah. yeah, they were all supposed. To, there's like that one jerk, but even he is swayed all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot that was another thing I meant to bring up about that. Uh, the boyfriend, not boyfriend, is at one point the kids like advance their like curse theory or or the poison theory or something like that and the uh, that boyfriend guy is just like that's so stupid <laughs> which i thought was very funny sorry i should have brought that up before no no it's that legit. perfect yeah it's um but they i feel like they do this weird thing where there there's only two groups of two people right in this whole movie and it's the children and the the cultural ambassador or whatever we decided his role was and Mm -hmm. they're like i guess they're saying that like we should listen to you know like indigenous people like how we should listen to children which is like a (laughs) A little bridge to uh to build but well, I think that's a. I think maybe we can suss that out more by moving into talking about like Expo 70, because there is this idea of what progress is and what, like, I don't know. I think it's kind of tied in with that, with their, their weird ideas about like what are adult ways of looking at things, what's responsible, and what are what's outside that. I don't know if um, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe we'll get there. Well, I mean, if we're talking about Expo 70 and, and progress, I will point out that the real Expo 70 had a uh, stage fight between Gamera and Godzilla um, that ran for 10 days. Oh, cool. So that is an immense amount of progress that happened at Expo 70. <laughs> Wait, Expo 70 is a real thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like a World's Fair type okay. of thing that, that happened. The, the guy who wrote the script worked on a documentary about Expo 70, so like he actually... Had a lot of I see. Uh, info to put into the script. And lots of it was footage of the real thing. Oh. Was it? Yeah. That's neat. So was that exhibit by Sweden real? Because that shit was crazy. The Swiss one. Yeah. Oh, Switzerland. Sorry. Same yeah, shit. Yeah. This S name. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. It's such a cool building. Yeah, that was awesome. I want to, now that I know that's real, I want to go look that up. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, that was that was cool. As Expo fuck. seventy also a name of a really tremendous drone project that is so fun. Expo seventy, great band. <laughs> For a second there, awesome. I thought you meant like uh, the flying in the uh, air yeah. drones. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like a really cool uh, project by Obama. <laughs> no, seventy five percent of the time, if I'm talking about drone, I'm talking about uh, yeah. music. I, I no no no. But, I, I'm I'm a I'm a drone fan. I no, 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 no. I just mean that like I'm really bad at defining my terms when I'm going into yeah, yeah. it, and yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That that makes a lot of sense that that was real footage because I was like, man, that's a lot of work to put into these like displays for one shot in yeah. this camera movie. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Godzilla so, versus camera fucking happened. It fucking <laughs> happened. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. know that. It was like when a... you say it lasted for that long. Do you mean like the dance competition in uh, 
What's it called? Uh, uh, oh my god. Uh, I forget. Crab guy. Yeah, Crab Ebera. guy. Uh, Ebera, Horror of the Deep? Or do you mean like it happened a bunch of days in a row? It happened ten nights in a row. Um, okay. Cool. Oh, I didn't write I mean, down all the details. you let me down, but it's fine. But yeah, I, it was, I think it was supposed to be like promotion for this movie, maybe. Um, there was like an agreement between the two studios. Uh, and it was supposed to go on a little bit longer, but for some reason it didn't. I don't remember why. Man, I want Gamera vs. Godzilla movie so bad. Yeah. Was, oh. <sighs> <sighs> okay, so Expo seventy. Uh, what do y'all What do y'all feel like is important about this in the movie? It's a big part of the movie. I guess it was that they're they're doing this idea of like. We need to, we're looking at the ideas of the whole world and, um, and I don't know if they would, you would say like that there's any, the text itself says that like, but we're leaving out lots of the world, like by not Mm. listening to this, this dude who came in just because he is not represented by a state itself you know he's a cultural ambassador or he's not representing yeah. a state rather um yeah that's he, an yeah he's representing an interest Se- but 79 79 nations uh were involved with like over 100 uh different stages or whatever but you're right a, a nation is not indicative of its people um as much as it or a state isn't indicative state, of a nation yes. or whatever. Yeah. It is not reflective of its people as much as, uh, you know, it would, we like to think of it a lot of the time. Yeah. Because there are people like our culture envoy who says, yeah, our government says you can take our statue because they're, but they're fucking stupid and don't give a shit about the curse. Um, so yeah, you're right. I was just, wanted to, Double down on what you yeah. said that yeah. as representative as it might have been with the seventy nine nations states, uh it's not that representative. But again, totally. it, I'm not sure if it's a thing the film knows it's doing. No, it's I don't think so at all. Yeah. <laughs> um we've talked about before how we think the director has like kind of a very childlike perspective of politics mm-hmm. where he does not have I personally i don't think he has like a very he does not look at things deeply or um puts a lot of critical thought in terms of things when it comes uh politically and i think no, I that think once so again either. we're kind of seeing that here where it's just very surface things and we notice things going on that we're like i don't think he's really aware that that's and it, that this movie is portraying things that way it's weird because some of the the themes that they don't go really go anywhere, but they also feel so obvious. But mm-hmm. I, again, yeah. I don't think I'm not sure they were obvious to him at all. But it doesn't really matter what he thinks, right? Like if he has a oh, childish yeah. perspective, he doesn't see everything in the script, and he's shooting yeah, a script. He's also... I think the movie is more aware than he yeah. is. Like I do think it's purposeful to have an expo of all these states and then have a person who disagrees and then have them say, but the government agrees, I don't understand. And then it turns out that it was a bad thing. He's like a shaman. Um, He's just taking in all this, this 
cultural, political stuff from the world he's in. He doesn't even know what he's saying, but he's spitting it back out. And... <laughs> That's the director? I, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I don't Not know if I totally I agree with you, Rabbit. <laughs> For sure. Um, I just, well, I'm I, just saying... I just think if that was the case, then they would have brought that the uh, the indigenous cultural envoy or ambassador or whatever back and <laughs> kind of like referred to him again later in the movie. But the other people besides... besides indigenous people who are not being included in this circle of nations are the wisdom of the children another oppressed group yeah i I guess i um i just think like the movie isn't one thing right the movie is a bunch of people working on it and i think that like the movie like the idea of like if the movie was aware that they would have done this like well no part of the movie is the peeking through of what the scriptwriter said and part of the movie is the directors not knowing that enough to bring it back well <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. the movie's aware and unaware yeah um and that's why we have this crazy ass movie uh yeah that's all oh, i think For that's sure. right i think that's probably correct but uh okay so i feel like you're making a good point barto about this like, I don't know the the. How do we tie together the the? You should listen to these people, and you should listen to these people in a way that's not fucked up, or in a way that's like cohesive, because it's not like I get what you're getting at, but I can't articulate it. I I mean I don't even know if it is cohesive. I it's just again it's like a thing that's there and not there and like. You know, the, sure. there's this listen, listen to people outside the system. Is that kind of maybe? I mean, there. It's also there. You know, we're when we're talking about this, we're we're missing the initial like infraction by Expo seventy, which is actually stealing the the thing. You know, and there's this sure. idea that like in order to progress, we need to um, take this thing. And, and, uh, so there's like, I imagine it's like, there's also this modern versus, you know, old, old times sort of thing. And, um, adults in general are caught up in the, the, um, newness of the world and the things that can happen in the future. And, um, Innocent children aren't bothered by any of that. Their minds are free and clear to, for sure, have that makes innate sense. wisdom or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of uh, I'm throwing hail marys here. Well, I mean, it just it it ties into me to this idea. Like, okay, a little like the. Okay, when the, there's the poison that comes out, right? And there's like the curse or whatever it is. I don't know if it's poison or a curse or both. But they somebody says to the doctor, like, don't say curse, doctor. That's not very scientific. <laughs> or like, it'll sound too weird if you made him sick. And it's like this thing where this idea of progress that we're trying to like move towards is stuck in a box and we should think outside the box and maybe outside the box are people from the past or people who have different ideas or kids mm-hmm. who aren't stuck in those boxes so that feels like it it does tie together 
Um, one question I had, you two both referred to the guy as like, the guy from uh, Wester Island as like a cultural envoy or something. Is that just like a descriptor you're using or did I miss something in the movie that's like describing what he is? I think I feel is. like at some point they they said something like that about him. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm I, wrong. I think so. Like, I don't remember the okay. exact words that they used. Cultural envoy or uh, representative yeah. sounds correct enough. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pretty you sure they were saying similar enough things. I assumed there was just something I missed. I was yeah. following Charlie's lead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I uh, complete. I'm completely wrong, but I feel like I, I remember something along those lines. Of them, like, it makes it, sense. Like, once or something. Um. Uh, African ambassador Gibbon. That's what he's called in the IMDb. I, Okay. I uh, like how he made up a fake language instead of just oh yeah doing some real language. <laughs> rough. A little rough. Super rough. A little rough. <laughs> as far as him not coming back in the end, do you all think it is kind of at least his ideas coming back in the end? The fact that the curse turns out to be real and that Gamera resolves things by turning the statue? I feel like... Didn't it turn out that it, like, wasn't actually a curse, though? No, well, and that's the interesting twist of the whole thing, is that it is nothing supernatural. It's just a whistle. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of, like, flies in the face of... Okay, yeah, you're right. He was actually right. I feel like that kind of, like, undermines um, him as a character who knew the stuff that was going on. um his warning was correct, but his reason for it was wrong. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of like somewhat insulting, even though they're not trying to be. Yeah. Of, of uh, well, you're right. The other way to read him that, and what he represents, I guess. The other way to read that is that Jiger is the curse, and it's sure it, you know it's not the thing that's cursed. They're like you mm. know removing it creates a curse because you've released this horrible monster. Mm. Um, Which, once again, is just funny that in these movies, there's all these people being like, we have to follow science and progress, and we don't see on, but there's always giant monsters. <laughs> there are no surprises left yeah. in science. No, no. Yeah. You really, well, Doctor, f- you're going to say curse? That's not very scientific, as a yeah. giant fucking monster slashes their boat in half. <laughs> I feel like the fact that it turns out it's the whistle, and that that kind of... Yeah, this is giving me a new look on it that, that, you know, that maybe the curses and the magic aren't real is like tied into the fact that they're able to use technology to simulate the whistle later. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And like so technology, you know, is able to reach all the points that all these other things could reach in the past. Uh, And I don't like that at all. No, me neither. (laughs) Just like that. Um, I did love how the... uh first crew all got sick and then uh they're like hey you other workers crew everyone got sick uh we don't want to say it's a curse now go get that uh <laughs> go get that statue <laughs> like they don't give a shit yeah. about the workers at all like every other person that's dealt with this has gotten sick except but for you Tommy's guys go fucking dad. get it like what, what? oh Tommy's yeah dad doesn't get sick white man yeah. spared it, Oof. It's like, even if 
it wasn't a curse, you know they all got yeah. sick. Yeah, so totally. we just think it's some kind of uh, germ that was released. Like anything, yeah. like everyone that dealt <laughs> the statue got sick. It doesn't matter what the cost was. Don't send a bunch of other workers there to fucking deal with it. And then yeah. there was a weird thing after that, like where the guy, one of the workers, came back and was like. If I get scared, I'll we'll just pray to Buddha, and then they. That laugh. was before. Yeah. yeah, that was when they were trying to convince the next set of workers to go out there. Yeah, and they were like, uh, you know, uh, wrapping themselves up, and the guy was like, "If we get scared, we'll just pray to Buddha." And um, I couldn't tell if that was like them continuing to mock religions or saying something about like working people and relating that to like superstition. Um, and that's what I kind of felt like. Yeah, I, These are the kind of people who still who aren't making decisions, and they're mm-hmm. the ones who still believe in the old things like religion. So we're also supposed yeah. to appreciate working people to because we're supposed to equate that. I think maybe I guess not though. I guess we're first ended up not. Yeah, I guess you're being right. Real, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely don't think the the praying to the Buddha was mocking them at all. We'll put that out there. That's not at all how I read it. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe not mocking, but like supposed to be on the same level of as superstition, maybe. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yes. So as, as far as I was talking about the like the whistle and technology being able to simulate it, I feel like part of so. When I was watching this movie, I thought of it as the curse being real because I missed what y'all are talking about. But even then, I still thought like, ooh, this movie's going in a direction I don't like with this theme where like the power plant is what saves Gamera. The computers can simulate the whistle. The computers could have defeated Jiger if they didn't get rid of all the electricity. You know, they use the mini sub and the x-ray to go into Gamera. Like it just felt very much like with our 1970s technology, we can do it all. And I and yeah. uh and then, I don't know. It felt, felt contradictory to the children theme and the rest. Well, yeah, they're building up like that, and then Gamera just fucking destroys Jagger by just shoving a statue in his fucking skull. You didn't need and the power much. did go out. The limitations of technology were shown. Yep. Yeah. Like, and yeah, all you gotta do is jab shit in their skulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is the real That's life. That's how I've always my life. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, no... No coherent message to take away from the film itself yeah. about yeah, it. Just totally. it just keeps from a camera movie. Like, there's like a theme, but it it like it just keeps pulling you back and forth on what it's yes. actually, and it ends like the climax of like the theme of the power going out isn't really yeah. a climax at all. <laughs> so like it's such a nothing burger, so that it doesn't feel like th- this is where we're landing. There is the, like, thing that uh, most of the early Godzilla movies have where at the very end someone lays the theme out. (laughs) But it's, again, about children, right? Yeah. -hmm. I don't remember what he says. Every Gamera movie is about how children are the smart ones we should Uh, listen to. After three, yeah. Starting with the third one, they're all about that. (laughs) I just hope that, like, by the last Gamera... All the children are like in charge of the government, and they have like these all adults below them, and it's just like <laughs> we've moved into an idealized, enlightened future of of child rule. <laughs> oh, I was I was picturing it was still it was like des- despotism or something, but like 
the adults or the workers, like, I don't know. I mean... You're probably right. What do you mean, you're probably right? <laughs> I don't think this is real. I think we're both equally I do, correct. I think it's going your way, Barto. I don't think it's going my way. <laughs> oh, one thing we brought up a little bit is how people have the wrong priorities throughout, but we haven't, like, really talked about it but it is like a recurrent theme in this movie that like what's the line uh like the city's on fire and they're like hotel reservations and plane tickets are being canceled yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think that was the guy i said is the dumb cop though uh yeah yeah Yeah. so that's another reason why he's a dumb cop (laughs) yeah i mean at least seems aware that that's funny like that, those are the wrong priorities, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, definitely, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I couldn't tell that they thought that this was bad, that this was their focus. Because again, like I... the PR guy for Expo seventy was running the show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I do think that. Um, I do think that specific thing about the hotel and uh, uh, planes being canceled was was they understood that, that was a stupid thing, but. They were all, like, super concerned about the expo not being damaged. So I I think that (laughs) while they might have thought that was silly, it's still a very limited viewpoint. But there's still, like, the most important (laughs) thing is that the Expo 70 is saved. (laughs) Like, that's what all the children, like, even the fucking children who are the smart ones who are... Or always right about everything. You're like, oh my god, I hope they don't destroy the Expo 70 grounds. <laughs> this was just like one big commercial. That, I kept yeah. thinking that. I kept thinking that. I'm like, this is the best commercial ever, but it is simply a commercial for Expo 70 and how totally. cool it's going to fucking be. Totally. Okay, so one aspect of this movie that we have not even mentioned yet is the consistent references or at least multiple references to the isle of Mu. yeah oh shit bart barto we've come to understand that you have because this is not our first encounter with Moo. uh it won't be charlie our last. you and i yeah it won't be our last charlie you and i covered atragon which we visited Moo, and mm-hmm. spoiler alert it is no longer around in that the end of that movie yeah. uh but what's going on barto yeah Enlighten this is us. actually the reason why we had Barto as we had him join as a co-host was because of all of his new knowledge. So this is yes. our first kind of like stage for him to blow us away. <laughs> this is why he's our. This is why he's the third co-host. Okay, go ahead. Uh, uh, I mean, I can't believe we didn't mention that. So yeah, the the whole inclusion of Moo, uh, the lost. Okay, so Moo is essentially like another Atlantis. It's like a. A continent of advanced people, and depending on where you're getting your story from, it's early. It's like a like a progenitor race, kind of, or um, it's. It usually the 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 idea was there was an advanced people on this island, and they went to like were part of. Uh, the building of Egypt and Greece and like the Maya and India. And like, they were why we have all these great, you know, megalithic structures or whatever. And so you can see how real quick. I just, 
want to point out that uh, in Atragon, Moo is a synonym of Atlantis. Yeah. That's why it's called Atragon is Atlantis mm-hmm. Dragon. Atragon. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. and initially when it was written about, they were just in, I forget the name of the book, but they were talking about Atlantis. They just used the word okay. Moo. And then it moved to the Pacific Ocean and also in the Atlantic okay. at some other point, but whatever the case. And it was kill. It was destroyed in a volcanic explosion or something, depending on who you ask. But you can see this idea of like these guys went all over the world and built these monuments. It could fit and does fit really nicely in like a lot of um, white supremacist mythologies. Like Mu comes yeah. up a lot. Like Mu were white people um, in most tellings of it. Um, there was apparently there was this like new religious movement that started in the 1960s in Japan. Cause I, again, there's no writing about Japan in any of the like Mu stories, but okay. it's called, uh, uh, Ma, Mahikari, which is basically just like light healing. You like hold your hand up to someone and you cure them of their headaches or whatever. How is uh, that spelled? M a h i k a r i. It still exists. They say there's a million members. I doubt it. Um, and it's a cult. Like it's it's. Um, there are huge times and money suck for people. Um, but part of their early mythos is that. Japan actually was part of Mu and the most advanced people on Mu came from Japan and all these famous um, like historical figures like went and studied in Japan, which was again still part of Mu, Um, like Jesus and the Buddha, like in this, in this cult's telling like Jesus went to Japan and actually his brother was crucified, not Jesus. And Jesus ended up living in Japan and lived till the age of 118. But, uh, Mu was destroyed. And I don't think after they did battle Venus at one point, like the planet, I think, but they also, There was a nuclear explosion destroying Mu, but obviously the wonderful people of Japan uh, are the remaining descendants of it. And I think there are a couple hundred thousand, like 600,000 members, like in 68, 69, 70, when they would have been kind of writing these movies. Like the next Godzilla movie, I think we're going to cover. Movies. Movies, yeah. That's where that word okay. comes from. Yeah, okay. This is <laughs> wow, all making they're sense. Deep. They're they're really insidious. But I've been I've been racking my brain watching these movies, <laughs> trying to figure out why the fuck Moo keeps coming up because in specifically Japanese movies in the sixties right. and seventies, yeah. Right. And I think Coho slot earned. There was just like a fad. I'm not like one thousand percent sure on this, but I can't find yeah. any other references to Japan and Moo except this Japanese okay. scientist who I, thinks he found Moo but did not. That I mean I 
that's an insane alumni. Uh, fucking Jesus Christ and Buddha. Yeah. All at the same school. Yeah. Imagine a yearbook. <laughs> Imagine how much money that would go for, that yearbook. It's, it's wild that this cult, though, is like, you know, spread. The ideas were popular enough that it's going into, like, mainstream media. It's, or media. Like, yeah. Whoa. I can't I mean, I figure guess out it's, how it got I wonder, from A to B. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I wonder how big was Japan's population at this time? Because you said there's like 600,000 uh, members around that time. That seems like it'd be a pretty fucking significant. Eh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how many people were in Japan. And Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm curious now. There are 104. There were 104 million people living in Japan in 1969. So, uh, the these people would, if their number, if that number is correct, be like 05 percent of the population, which is pretty huge. I, I mean, yeah, I guess enough to. I mean, you're just talking about a cult. I mean, that's that's yeah. a pretty. Oh, it's a it's a big chunk. It's a good, you know, successful cult. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Not as big as my cult. I. It would be funny if someone assassinated the Japan's prime minister for being connected to that cult parody. Not um, actionable. <laughs> nope. <laughs> if that happened in Minecraft, that would be one of the best Minecraft maps um, made. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to find out, like, I don't know. I'm excited to revisit this every time we see more Moo. It's just, I I literally had never heard the word before we watched these kaiju movies the, yeah i i i just knew it was some kind of atlantis thing in fact i think i just thought it was atlantis just another uh name for atlantis um and then i knew that group uh justified agents and mumu oh yeah but i didn't know the uh the history behind it or yeah the uh i forget what his his fucking name is now but the got the godzilla villain with the drill hands um, Drill hands? Do you mean uh, Gigan? Yeah. Uh, oh no 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 Megalon. Yeah, ga- yeah. Drill Godzilla hands. versus yeah. Megalon. They take a much more like a much earlier version of that myth when they when they show us the folks there. It's interesting. It's interesting. Nice. But yeah. Hmm. Hell yeah. I don't know. Well, before we get to rating this movie, I just wanted to mention that Gamera flies over a prominently displayed hammer and sickle. Yes. What was that about? (laughs) Anybody? I think it's about how uh, the Soviet Union is a friend to all children. There we go. (laughs) We know Japan had a great relationship with the Soviet Union at the time. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe... (laughs) director did <laughs> i mean i i'd imagine they'd still get invent, invited to uh expo 70 oh true yeah true, yeah true, they, true. i think they were they were a part of it okay i i was kind of zoning out at that point that makes sense i was like what is this all of a sudden i mean it is cool and it felt but, like like a, a nod to the, yeah the communist I mean, sympathies it, of the director yeah I mean, I think the Soviet Union was probably definitely a part of Expo 70, but obviously they specifically chose... And built. Yeah, for that. Yeah. 
yeah, so I don't that that was super weird. <laughs> I don't know why I read it as an anti-communist thing, but only because I know that's how a lot of Japanese directors felt at the time, but there's no reason I can think of now that I'm thinking back on it to have thought that. I mean, it yeah, I don't know why it would be anti. I it does occur to yeah. me that like if you were watching this movie in 1970 that you wouldn't necessarily immediately lean into any sort of like deeper meaning. It's like, sure. It would be just like if it flew in front of like, a, um, like a Turkish flag or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but that yeah. would be noteworthy. You think? Like if it was an American flag, we'd be talking about it right that's now. That's true. We would be, you're right. Yeah. But that's, that's our USC and poisoned minds. There we go. Totally. When was, uh, I literally have no idea when, when was that, uh, Japanese communist leader assassinated on TV? I don't know. That is a good question. No idea. Do you, are you, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. But I don't know when that happened. Like, not even remotely. It could be any time over, like, yeah, a I, 50 year time period. <laughs> Yeah, in the exact same way. Just absolutely no idea. Although I feel like from what I've read that that was like kind of the end of because he was like their biggest, most popular person in the party, and that was kind of like killed the party mm. and being killed. Nineteen sixty. Nineteen sixty. Inajiro Asanuma. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that plays in or anything, but that's just. Trying to yeah. think, like, direct connections. Uh, totally. Yeah, I don't know. Most children's movies like to reference assassinations, so... <laughs> pretty sure. I don't know. This one is kind of off the chains. If, Definitely. If there was going to be a ch- child's movie that was, like, <laughs> recall asking you to recall to a horrific televised event, you know, like... <laughs> it would be the Gamera series. That's I fine. I fully agree. Yeah. All right, well, y'all ready to to rate this one? I think I would have to call... This is a Bowser. This is a Bowser. Yeah? It felt pretty... It was solid. Solid film. Hell, yeah. I'm a little lower. I'm I'm somewhere between Filbert and Bowser, so I'm going to give it a Filbert, but he's got all four propeller... Uh, Gamera propellers oh, going, whatever, the, the fire oh, spinning man. in the air. Rockets My Life would have been so much better if Filbert had that. There's um, still time. We just passed 9-11. The, you guys have heard that story of Dana Carvey? They were doing that turtle scene like when 9-11 happened. Oh, I forgot. That, we talked about that already. That's that's a myth, right? That didn't no, actually... that, I think that's real. I don't remember whether or not it's real, but I feel like I've read that that's actually just a myth, and I believed it for a long time. And but maybe maybe it is what's real. The, what's the myth? What or true thing? What that uh, that like they were filming that scene when nine eleven happened, and they all had a they had like a moment of silence or something like the turtle guy um, scene in Man of Mystery. Dressed up as a yeah, turtle. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, gotcha. Uh. That has nothing to do with my rating. I was just that reminded me because it was. No, it was that's totally. mine now. That's mine now. <laughs> the lowest it's, grade. It's, it's Bowser taking a moment of silence 
during <laughs> during the attacks on the World Trade Center buildings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is which is slightly above a regular Bowser. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously. Okay. Um, I wish I had taken notes of what I've rated them before. I I'm gonna give this a Bowser, but it's it's gonna be Bowser's all the way down um, during 9/11, just for remembrance. <laughs> That's a big tower. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the Queen recently died. <laughs> Is that part of the rating, or are you just making sure people sure. who haven't been on the internet? At first, no. it wasn't, but then I was like, "Oh, maybe that's part of the rating." So, <laughs> yeah, let's say it's part of the rating. Okay, so is it Bowser's all the way down in silence for nine eleven, but doing nothing about the fact that the queen just died? That sounds right. Okay. Okay. okay cool. Cool. It's a good reading. Right? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, that's the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at NoGodsPod. You can email us, NoGodsPod at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, do nothing about the fact that the queen died. Just let it happen. (laughs) Move on by. On this podcast, we say, royalty, yeah, we don't really care, but it's, you know, we'll be silent if they die. What? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I have a dead king tattooed on my body. <laughs> I oh, do disagree you with that. Yeah, because that king was trying to resign from... Yeah, Wait, I remember. We talked about that. You said this king represents any king that tries to resign from being king. Here we go. He's the oh, king of space because he got killed with a shovel. This is a pro-monarchy <laughs> leftist podcast. Or not a pro-monarchy, but like, hey, monarchy is not that bad, but... Like, it's not that great either, podcast. (laughs) I literally got a suspension from Twitter because I was telling people that I hoped that the queen was dug out out of her grave and that people shit in her mouth. (laughs) Um, That's why I was Yeah, but just because she specifically sucked, you would never (laughs) wish that about uh, when King Charles dies. (laughs) <laughs> that's the question what do you think of the monarchy uh are there any anarcho monarchists out there let us know <laughs> at nogodspot at gmail.com i'm gonna end the recording now yeah, Jesus. <laughs>This is episode 45. We've been in the 60s since episode 15. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit, with Mothra. Um, And I just am really excited to be... I love the 60s. They're great, but holy shit, that's been a long time. Yeah, this is like the end of Summer of Love. and. um, Yeah. Yeah. But they're gonna... It's all down here from Hill. Wait, it's all down (laughs) here from Hill. It's all... (laughs) Close enough. The 70s movies feel more like 68 to me though that's when like the hippie movies really start though which i'm very excited for we have some really good bad ones coming up and some really good good ones yeah um there's just mm, i'm so excited we get dance halls and surf music and mm, what a delight for godzilla we've had some of that already we've been having some of that
I'm definitely looking forward to these later Godzilla ones for sure. I don't I, know what Gamera has in store for me. I'm not necessarily excited, but... This was way better yeah, than the last I, one. Spoilers! I know one uh, of the... It's true. I know the last one of the show era is supposed to be pretty horrible. Uh, Excellent. I don't even know how many more we have. Oh, good. But... I think the last one of the show era is the one that's like all reused footage, right? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called Super Gamera or something, and it's literally just reused footage. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, what a scam. I know. What a scam. All the Gamera heads are like so mad right now. Like, we have no idea what we're talking about. But I mean, uh, then we get the 90s trilogy, and that's that's a fucking all-timer. Mm, yeah. I I love those movies. Uh, okay, are y'all ready after I say I'm Rabbit to then I'm Charlie and then I'm Barto or El Barto, however you're going to do it? Oh, that's not what I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> but are y'all ready for whatever you're going to do? <laughs> I'm like doing this. The idea was to make it more. I knew this was going to happen. Okay. Anyway.